to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slevic. In 1990, a young couple stopped at the Amber Beacon Tower on the Singapore shoreline. Moments later, nothing would ever be the same again. I'll tell you about it in a sec, but first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, Granite Skies, is now available for purchase. You can get that at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine. You can get it on Amazon, Kindle, or for a limited time, you can get a signed copy in my online store. All of that can be found at allmylinks.com slash Slevic or see the links in the show notes. All right, let's talk about an unsolved murder and a haunting. One of the most haunted places in Singapore. This one is pretty unsuspecting, but it was where a very vicious murder took place about 30 years ago and it remains unsolved to this day. A young couple, James So and Kelly Hong, were friends and classmates in secondary school. They enjoyed each other's company throughout the years, but when James was attending university and studying polytechnic, he finally asked Kelly out, making it about a decade after they first met in school. The pair ventured out to the Singapore shoreline for their first date as an official couple. After walking for a while, they stopped for a short break, sitting to rest and talk upon the stairs of the Amber Beacon Tower. The Amber Beacon Tower was built sometime in the mid-70s, and the Marine and Port Authorities of Singapore listed as the East Control Reporting Station for ships to report their arrival if they are coming from the eastern shore. It also acts as a lighthouse that warns nearby ships passing through the Straits of Singapore that they are too close to the shore. The slender round concrete tower is 15 meters high. A stairway spirals around the tower to reach two observation galleries, one halfway up the tower and one at the top. The tower is a brightly colored beacon that exhumes a radiant light and makes for a convenient resting place positioned right on the beachfront. The unsuspecting couple were sitting peacefully when two men approached from behind. The men were wearing masks to conceal their identities. Without warning, James was stabbed in the back. 
In 2015, 25 years after the stabbing, James said in an interview, quote, I stood up when I was stabbed and grabbed the guy. It was so fast. I only knew we were attacked, not that I had been stabbed. I got him over the rail and clinging onto the bar, but then he jumped down. He managed to run away. Kelly was far less fortunate. She attempted to run away from her attacker, fleeing down the spiral staircase of the tower. She had run to the ground floor, but by the time James got to her, she was lying on the ground, in pain, and with a wound to the back of her neck. She was trying to move as James knelt beside her. He said that the attackers ran away and disappeared, and added, quote, I tried to pull her up, but it wasn't easy and nobody was around. Then I realized that my shirt was kind of wet and it was blood. Kelly had also lost a lot of blood, so James left her side to try and get some help. He managed to stumble into a nearby cafe, alerting patrons and staff to the whereabouts of his girlfriend before falling unconscious due to his own blood loss. James was taken to Singapore General Hospital. Once he finally came to, he was able to speak with authorities. He found out that Kelly had died. He said, quote, I thought she made it. There was regret that I never had the chance to get to know her better. No weapon was recovered at the scene, and James never saw the attackers' faces or heard their voices, as authorities think the men had been careful not to speak. No one was ever arrested, however, a report in a local paper called The New Paper quoted police sources as saying the attackers might have been foreign robbers. James counts himself lucky that the knife missed his spinal cord and he has tried to move past the attack. James now works in sales and recently told his only child, a 16-year-old boy, about the attack. James said, quote, I wish that anyone who has information or the culprits themselves would come forward. I always tell my son, you never know what can happen. No matter how strong you are, my advice is to think smart. Don't go to places that let people have a chance to do something to you. Since that attack in 1990, the Amber Beacon Tower is commonly cited as being one of the most haunted places in Singapore. Being the scene of that vicious, unprovoked, and still unsolved murder seems to have provided the background information for this ghost story. Many passers-by of the Amber Beacon Tower have reported seeing a woman dressed solely in white, gliding across multiple levels of the tower. Other witnesses have seen the ghostly aura of a woman whose face appears to be sad. Many believe this apparition to be the young, murdered Kelly Hong. Others have reported hearing screams of pain and terror, as well as loud sobbing emanating from the tower when no one is around. Witnesses believe the ghost of Kelly is responsible for those noises, and that she may be horrifically reliving her murder night after night. The Amber Beacon Tower is a public structure located in Singapore's East Coast Park. The structure and its stairs are open and can be explored by visitors. The tower provides a pleasant view of the beach from the top. 
eateries and bars are located along the beach and the area is popular with the locals to picnic and bring their families. But in such a beautiful area, many to this day mourn that the crime remains unsolved. Signage in the area is posted by the Singapore police asking passers-by to pass along any info regarding the case. James is 52 now, and that night still haunts him. He thinks the rumors of the hauntings of the tower are probably true, and deems it possible that it could be Kelly. He doesn't go back to the area often, if ever. He's still suspicious of footsteps behind him most places he goes. The area will remain a haunted place to James for the rest of his life. For other visitors of the tower unattached to the real-life horrors of what the young couple experienced, flock to the area. They're looking for a glimpse at potential paranormal activity. One visitor, Lee Tang, had an experience at the tower. He said in an interview, quote, The scariest ghostly encounter I've had was during my secondary school days. My friends and I wanted to go camping, so we decided on East Coast Park. I don't know where we got the guts to do it, but we chose to camp out next to the haunted lighthouse, aka the Amber Beacon Tower. That night, we took a few pictures and went for a night swim. All was well until the next morning when I discovered that the Buddha pendant I was wearing was gone. I had no idea how it went missing because I always had it on my neck, but I brushed it off and went home. When my friend developed the picture soon after, we realized that there was a shadowy figure hovering near another friend's head. We got to thinking about my missing necklace and we came to the conclusion that it was because of my amulet that we were protected from bad entities. We were quite worried, but everything turned out okay. A group of paranormal investigators attempted to communicate with a female spirit one night. They vouched with certainty that she exists after having spent an hour chatting with her. Here are some clips from the video. Alright, so uh, just now, I saw a peripheral vision. I saw a dark shape somewhere below, just went by. A um, few of us saw it, and the moment I mentioned it, the meter went up to like, five, like like now. like now, mentioned the dark shape that just went by. It just went up to five. Uh, it's not doing it now. It's doing it now. And I asked this question, Kelly, is that you? Whoa, whoa, oh my, whoa. Okay. All right, Kelly. We know we know that it's you, Kelly. All right, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> so um, you've been stuck here for a long time. You know, I think about twenty odd years. Why wouldn't you want to move on? Could you speak that, you know, could you tell that to the microphone so we could hear you when we play back? Red, man. What's going on? Yeah. I don't get it. Use as much, as, as much energy as you can. So, Michelle, yeah. you're out there with Isaac yeah. alone. How was your experience up there? Um, when I went up, I think I was very pleased. Mm. Uh, I don't know why, but I got a feeling that she she's free now. You know, she won't be like very sad that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
we asked her some questions like um, we gave her some airtime and said Kelly if you can hear us shout into the mic and uh, the meter just went up like we didn't hear anything was it any different for you? that moment I heard like just a like it's just a voice you know I don't know I don't know where that voice comes from that's why I just look up and but it's, there's nothing yeah what do you do before you heard the voice? No, um, we just asked what's her age and asked her to like just show all, all the energy out so that we can know like you know how do you feel that kind of thing yeah and you mentioned the K2 meter just went yeah, crazy yeah. and well hopefully we can uh, capture some of this voice in the recording during the playback but mm -hmm. uh, we only know that later on yeah okay so Chris when we were there talking with Michelle you said you saw something on second level what did you see exactly uh well, I just saw very, it was very quick, it was like a split second. I saw a bit of a face, uh, long dark hair, um, could more or less discern that it was a Chinese girl, youngish, maybe 19, I'm not sure. It was one minute, but one second it was there and it disappeared. So I just kind of caught it from the corner of my eye. Yeah. That, that was this is not the first time you saw a shadow, right? No, this wasn't a shadow. I could actually see more or less some features, you know, like nose, lips. Uh, yeah, it was quick. I mean, I, I could be imagining things, you know, but that was pretty much what I saw. If you ever find yourself near the Yellow Tower at East Coast Park in Singapore, be sure to be kind if you attempt to contact the young Kelly Hong. She certainly deserves it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm no Marslevic. Shorty, you're mere for you anytime you need me. For real, girl, it's me in your world. Believe me, nothing make a man feel better than a woman. Queen with a crown that be down for whatever. There were few things that's forever. My lady, we can make war or make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo, no fronting. Even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, maybe it'll be okay. Now that's real to a brother like me, baby. Never ever get my booty away. Has to be so we can live in a fat ass crib with thousands of kids. Well, like, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me, and I'ma make sure we be living in the effing life of luxury. I'm realizing that you didn't have to fuck with me, but you did. Now I'm going all out, kid, and I got mad love to give.